316-869-1240. This is your home for sports. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. Happy to be joined here by Adam Hadwin, Wichita resident now, native of Canada, second last week in Vegas on the PGA Tour. Adam, welcome into the show for the first time. Glad to have you on, man. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll have Adam here talk about a great event coming up. Uh, He and his wife have an amazing foundation Uh, We want to talk about the tour. We want to talk about that event. Adam, the topic of the first 15 minutes of this show here, and you're, you know, uh, Canadian. I got to know, I'm catching strays here because I have no issue eating soup for a meal, like a good big bowl of soup for a meal. I'm fine. Tommy thinks that's ridiculous. What, what is, where would that stand north of the border? I mean, my personal opinion on it would be I'm I'm taking Tommy on this one. It's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, let's go. I think. God, I, I think it's so, I think it's I think it's pretty hard to find a bowl of soup, even a bowl of chili, that could fill you up for a meal. So here, let me let me put this this way. So I just made a big. It's it's called like chicken pot pie soup. It's got carrots and potatoes and chicken and like a cream sauce. So if I put that on a plate and ate it. Would it count as a meal? Are you are you docking it because it comes in a bowl? Like that's what's in that soup. You don't think that's a meal? I mean, do you have to have a bread bowl to go with it? No, <laughs> no. I had I eat it with a I spoon, mean, but I could eat it with a fork. Is it a spoon versus fork thing? Like I don't understand. No, it's just. Uh, I think it just comes down to a. Uh, it's just not filling enough. It's just not. I mean, unless you're. I don't know. I'm saying no. My wife would disagree with me, though. My wife would say absolutely yes. Soup is a meal. So I'm not. Well, yeah, I'm not my, loving my, the, the fact way, that the wives are on yeah. my side here. My wife uh, and I got into it this morning before I left the house because of this exact debate. Because she is totally on team soup. So Adam, oh, yeah. your wife, my wife, completely mm. on the same page with this. Yeah, I, I'm going to need. I, I think ahead. it's for different reasons. Obviously, and I think it comes down to the same thing, just different sides of the argument. And that's probably just a uh, of how uh, full you are versus how many calories you're taking in. Adam, I, I don't know if you were listening. So the other part of this is there's an ulterior motive. Like if I'm at a restaurant and I order the soup, it means I get two more beers with my meal. Uh, that, that's another part of this. Like I, I, so, there's strategy involved with soup as a meal, too. But see, here's here's the the counter argument to that. Well, is it really a meal though? Because you're filling yourself up with something else. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, listen. This is America, and I will eat soup <laughs> for a meal if I want to eat listen. soup for a meal. Uh, I will. I right, will Adam. Fight for your. I will fight for your right to have soup for a you. meal, though. Yeah. That's right. Now, now, if everybody's wives could stop agreeing with me and uh, some of the men out there could back me up, that'd be great. Uh, all right, Adam, let's talk about first the tour. You're, and I think people are aware of this now, but you're here, man. You guys are here. You're Wichita people. We love that. It's yeah. awesome. 
second second last week in Vegas. You know, like w- what kind of week is that for you guys? Like how does that work? You're a family man now. Like you got to get everybody out there. When it comes down like that, like what what's that week like on tour? Um, we've gotten pretty used to it. Um, so, uh, my wife and daughter don't travel every single week. Um, so I was out there by myself till Friday. Um, Jessica came in Friday night. Uh, but it's, it's pretty standard. Um, it's a work week. Um, I had some friends in town as well, so we had a couple meals with them. But otherwise, just back and forth from the hotel to the golf course, playing, um, you know, playing well. Um, although you kind of run on adrenaline and you have this high of competing, um, it, it takes a little bit more out of you. Um, shots matter a lot more, and so uh, you got to get a lot of rest and and um, you know, get prepared for the next day. I want to ask you about a couple of uh, shots on the back nine on Sunday, Adam, in the Shriners uh, Open. So number thirteen, uh, you had a great putt for a birdie. Uh, that I mean, it was it was awesome to watch the ball just kind of roll around the rim and then drop into the cup. Walk me through how you felt in that moment as you kind of watched that putt circle around and then ultimately drop for birdie. Yeah, um, that was a crazy birdie and, and a completely unexpected one. I had hit it long left on that hole, which was basically dead. Um, and I hit about as good of a pitch shot as I could. I was coming up. I was below the probably five, six feet below the green. Had to come up and over. Everything was working away for me. And um, I did I did well just to give myself a chance to, to make a putt. And then uh, the ball was tracking. It might have been a little firm, but it was tracking. And as it got closer to the hole, I started to raise my putter as if it was going to go in and started to kind of walk it in a little bit. And then it took that little bit of a left right at the very end and um, caught the hole. And I kind of paused and, and – it did the full 360 before going in, so um, that was actually that was a huge putt because um, Tom was going to make birdie, and uh, that kind of kept a little bit of momentum with me, and I could stay within one of him. What are you thinking when you get to number 16, Adam? And you know, if, I know it's that's the turning point of uh, of the final round for you. That second shot, I mean, it. Was when you're watching it on TV. I mean, you can't tell every, you can't see every angle and all of that. But I mean, obviously, your body language said it all as soon as the ball came off the club and ultimately ended up in the water. But you made a good recovery shot, had a chance for par. Emotionally, what's going through your mind as all of that's happening on 16? Uh, yeah, I mean, Tom hit a good shot on the green. Um, nothing crazy, but gave himself a chance for a three. I knew it was, I had an opportunity to at least. Um, put it closer than him, um, and then maybe be able to pick up that shot uh, if he doesn't make a long one. And I just hit a terrible golf shot. Um, unfortunately, you know, bad golf shots happen, and unfortunately mine was in, like, prime time right down the – coming down the <laughs> wire of the of the back nine. And um, as soon as I made contact, I knew where it was headed. And um, Like you said, you could tell by my facial expression. I just – I started walking. I didn't really want to watch it finish. Um, sure. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, look, I had to get refocused right away. Um, I needed, I needed to hit a good shot to try and save par. That way, even if Tom makes his, uh, even if he makes birdie, I'm still only two back uh, with two to play, and I, I still have a fighting chance. And um, man, there was a, a range of emotions on that on that green yeah. when 
he left his first putt, you know, outside of where I hit my wedge shot to for par. Um, and then he missed it. And then, you know, then he missed I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, this is, I can leave this hole still one down after hitting it in the water, which was unfathomable when I hit the shot. So, um, of course I missed and he made, and I, I left two down, but, um, you know, a wild swing. And I think, you know, I was probably more disappointed with a putt at that point than I was with the water ball. Cause I, I, Every all things considered, I I still had a chance to leave there one down and, and a good chance to win the golf tournament. And I let that slip away. Well, and then you jump up to number eighteen and and uh, that that putt you made for birdie to get solo second. Uh, again, you could tell the emotion, obviously the fist pump and all of that when that birdie putt dropped. So you finished second by yourself. Walk us through that, how you were feeling in that moment. Yeah, I think you know once missed the putt on seventeen, so two down going in the last. Um, Tom was going to have to do something silly for me to have a chance to win, um, which he had played solid all day. And once he hit the fairway on 18, it was my, my shot was pretty much over unless I kind of hold a second shot. And so um, I wanted to give myself a, a good look at birdie. Um, and it was more about personal, I think, personal redemption, a point of pride after kind of messing up so badly on 16. I wanted to have a at least some consolation leaving uh, the golf tournament and uh, with a birdie on the last, get myself out of that big uh, two-way tie for second at the time and um, and come out solo. I felt like I had played well enough all week, not only just to to win, um, that, you know, finishing in that big tie just I think would have left a big uh, – the feeling would have sucked. Um, and so it sucks not to win, but there's a small consolation of, of being able to come out very the last and um, breaking out of that tie. Well, it's a great week, Adam. We were watching and cheering, saw that on the on the bottom line, watching some, some college football and sort of texting Tommy. I was like, oh, whoa, here we go, here we go. Good timing for this, right, and, uh, and everything. So I want to ask you, Moose Jaw Canada, in the, in, the, in the mix for greatest town names on the planet, uh, Moose Jaw Canada, I I'm, I just a quick Google and there's three golf courses there, uh, in one public. Is that is is Moose Jaw where you cut your chops and and you know got to the level of golfer you are now, or did you have to go elsewhere? How does that work? No, I so I grew up out west, but I was born in Moose Jaw. Um, we spent a couple years there. We moved around a bunch. Uh, my mom worked for Sears and she was transferred to different stores, but um, although it's it's where I was born and I feel like I get a lot of my, my roots from and who I am as a person being a, a prairie boy. I know you guys can relate to that being uh, here in Wichita. Um, I feel it's, you know, a very similar type of work ethic. And, uh, but I grew up out West uh, about an hour East of Vancouver a town called Abbotsford. Um, and that's the weather. There's a little bit more conducive to playing uh, most of the year. And, and uh, that's, that's where I grew up playing. Adam, what, uh, what's it been like for you uh, spending at least half of your time uh, in Wichita? And I know you guys split your time between Wichita and Scottsdale, Arizona. Your wife is from Wichita. Uh, and now that you have a, a residence here, what, what's it been like being kind of a transplant in Wichita? Yeah, I love it here. Uh, my wife grew up in Derby, uh, born and raised. Her, her whole family still lives there. Um, like you said, we split time. And I've really enjoyed my time here. I love the people here. Um, I love the pace of life here, much uh, quieter and, and slower and 
Um, I think it fits who my wife and I are uh, much more than other places. And, um, yeah, we, it, it's been great. Uh, golf here is great. Um, like I said, the, the people have been great. And um, I really love coming back here uh, during the off weeks. And I haven't spent winters here yet, so I know those get a little bit tougher. <laughs> but um, but it's, it's been great. Uh, very, very enjoyable um, being here since we've started spending so much time here. So you mentioned, Adam, you mentioned golf in Wichita is great. What's your favorite golf here? I know that you're obviously you're, you know, traveling all over the world playing golf, but when you are in Wichita and you do get to play, do you have a favorite course? Is there something that you like doing in Wichita, some place you like going? Um, so I'm a member at Flint Hills National. Uh, that's where okay. I've played most of my golf. Um, sadly, other than the time that I played Crestview, uh, when I played here for the Corn Ferry Tour event back in 2014, I actually haven't played any other golf courses here. Uh, okay. So that's next. Yeah, I know. That's next on the list um, is to get sure. around and, and start playing some of the other courses. Uh, the big one is to get up to Hutch and play Prairie Dunes. That's the uh, great course. That's on the bucket Beautiful that's, course. Yeah, that's on the bucket list, and everybody has nothing but good things to say about it. So that'll be um, next uh Next uh, summer, that'll be the, the big task that I have. Yeah. We're transplants to Adam. Adam Hadwin, PGA Tour, Wichita resident now. Uh, my wife and I both from other places. We're, we feel the same way about it here, and I always like tell people that are coming in, I'm like, if you like golf, there's like a billion courses here. I, I don't know why that is, but there's courses everywhere here. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you'll have to – You'll have to check them out and let us know. I suck at golf. Tommy's pretty good, but so I can't give you much insight. I, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter where I'm playing. Uh, it's all the same. Uh, there's there's no fairway wide enough for my game. We'll put it that way. Uh, it takes it Adam. Takes you guys, it's a, it's a learning experience. Yeah, that's that. You know, that's that's what I don't have. All right, you you and your wife have a great event. You know that, and that's the reason we have you on here out at Flint Hills. Give us a little bit of backstory about what's coming up and why it is that this event is important to you guys. Yeah, so back in 2020, uh, well, actually prior to 2020, um, we had difficulties um, having a kid, and so we had to go through the IVF process. And our daughter was born at the, in January of 2020. And as COVID hit, um, you know, we got, luckily I got to spend a lot more time and we were playing, got to spend a lot more time at home. And, um, you know, we were kind of looking at each other just beyond thankful um, for what we, you know, for what we had gone through and, and to have our daughter. And we also both looked at each other and said it wasn't fair um, that, because of the position that we're in, um, we would have done anything to have it, to have a child and, and it wouldn't have mattered how much it cost or what avenue we had to go down. We would have figured it out. And so we started a foundation um, in 2020 um, and basically aimed at uh, the original intent was to help um, families have kids. Um, so our initial um what we started with was a grant um, at the IVF clinic in Arizona that we used. Um, we set it up all up ourselves uh, through the attorneys and everything to make sure it was ironclad. But 
that was kind of our way to start. Um, and it's since grown, which has been great. Um, we now have a partnership and a fund with KU Pediatrics in Wichita here. And that fund is with their genetics department and is used uh, for families that have um, sort of undiagnosed, unconfirmed repeat pregnancy loss, um, where the next step may be to check uh, if there's something genetic with either parent that may be causing issues, or once a child is born, even um, if they have uh, issues that are having difficulty being diagnosed, um, any sort of genetic testing that may be available to help get a diagnosis that uh, is usually not covered by insurance, that fund will be used for as well. So um, I'm probably the wrong guy to have on explaining all this. My wife is way better at this than, than me. Um, but something that we started that means something to us um, that we have found as we get this word out and, and talk about it a little bit more that so many other people have gone through and dealt with um, it's just not very talked about, um, and it's, it's a difficult thing to share. It's a very personal thing, and so if we can help maybe share our story a little bit and, and bring more light to it, then you know, maybe some others will feel more comfortable about it and, um, and sort of raise awareness for something that is extremely common in today's world. It really is. My, my wife and I went through IVF uh, as well <clears throat> to have our two boys, and, and so... Um, yeah. You know, as we went through that process and, and knowing how expensive it is and we had to go through all the genetic testing and, and just we had that same thought also like, man, there are so many couples out there that I'm sure would love to have kids. But the financial uh, burden is just it's crazy. And, you know, the fact that a lot of times insurance doesn't cover really any of it, um, you know, makes it that much more difficult for for folks out there that are wanting to have kids. So I'm I, I definitely. Um, you know, I, I, I feel strongly about this. I know the same way that you guys do. And uh, you've got your foundation, which is incredible. The events that are happening this weekend, I know that uh, ticket sales are done for both the event at Top Golf on Sunday and the golf tournament out at Flint Hills on Monday. But if there are people that want to support the foundation, can they donate money? Is there a way that they can still be involved to help out this cause? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is the thehadwinfamilyfoundation.org. The Hadwin um, you'll find all of the information listed there. Um, you'll be able to read our story. You'll be able to hear, I think, from some of our grant recipients um, that have since gone on to, uh, one of them has gone on to have a baby, uh, which is amazing. Um, and that was my wife's whole goal when we first started this, was if I can have, help one couple have a baby, then I'll consider it success. And so, We've had that happen. We have another, our second, or our third grant recipient, uh, I, I believe, is uh, pregnant right now, and so um, it's very exciting. It's also exciting to um, move into doing some other things with this as well. Like you know, I mentioned the, the KU Pediatrics bit, um, but also looking forward to the future of, of how can we. Um, you know, we have our grants in Arizona. How can we move that here to Kansas potentially? And, and is there an area that we can start um, helping out our community here um, in areas since we are doing a, our bulk of our fundraising here in, in Kansas? But we are looking forward to 
two very good events. We've, we've had that uh, golf event at Flint Hills for a few years now, and um, this is the first year for our event at Top Golf. So I think we have over about 120 people coming. Uh, we've sold, um, I think it'd be about 14 bays. We've got uh, 20 kids from the first tee coming out, which is an area that I've personally supported for years, um, just giving back to the, to the golf. Um, and something that's given so much to me. And so um, it's going to be a really fun day. All right, Adam. Well, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Tommy will be out there with you guys. A great event. We've got it on our radar now moving forward as well for folks that want to get involved with that. Great cause. Uh, We're glad to have you here in Wichita and continue to kick some tail on tour there for us, huh? I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, Two more, Adam, real quick. Ketchup, potato chips, you on board, and poutine. Oh, yeah. Ketchup, if you haven't had them, are the greatest things so in life. Good. You've got to go the OG so Old Dutch if you can get them. Lay's will be a okay second alternate. Um, and then the, the poutine has to be done right, though, to be good. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for that. I, I, I yeah. spent some time up in Toronto with the Royals, and I didn't see any that appeared to be done right. But the ketchup potato chips, yeah. man, I'm I'm yeah. all in. That stuff was that stuff was awesome. <laughs> all right, Adam, good, good luck with the event. Uh, Tommy will get us a recap once you get through it, and uh, yep. keep winning out there. Awesome, thank you guys. I appreciate the time. There goes Adam Hadwin. First time of uh, maybe a few here. We'll have him on Sports Daily. Really cool to have the pro athletes here in Wichita with us. Uh, they're out there representing. Adam's out there. He's here now with us, with all of us. That's the wrong take on soup as a meal, but, you know, I'm not going to hold that against him. <laughs> 869 We got comments to get to on that. Well, Paul Mills coming up at the top of the hour. Another something we got to get off our chest. Find out why he's a, an Astros fan, apparently. And we can talk a little Shocker basketball as well now that they're practicing and getting close to game time, uh, actually. So we'll have all of that coming for you. In the next hour, 869-1240 is the IHOP hotline. Tommy, let's give away, in the spirit of uh, Adam's Canadian roots, let's give away some hockey tickets. Yeah, we are just over 48 hours away from the home opener for the Wichita Thunder at Interest Bank Arena. Friday night, they're taking on the Kansas City Mavericks. We've got a family four-pack of tickets for you for the home opener this Friday night. All right, so you can get your hands on those. Call into the IHOP hotline right now. First caller during the break, 869-1240. We'll get that four-pack of hockey tickets. We'll come back, get you a winner, and continue on Sports Daily.